Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Are we communicating effectively to our different constituencies? Is the message we send out on our social media platforms conveying what we wish to say? And are there tools and techniques that we can use to ensure that our message is coming across clearly? The answer is yes. And to advise us on this, I speak to Mark Stecker, the CEO and founder of Firewater, and Megan Tayek, the PR manager. As always, you're welcome to join in the conversation, and you can do so by tweeting me at FM. You can SMS me on 34519 and uh, WhatsApp me on 061-895-1019. Firewater is a digital marketing and PR specialist company. CEO and founder Mark Stecker and PR manager Megan Tayek join me now to help us ensure that our messages get across clearly. Megan and Mark, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. Good afternoon. So, um, is the email out of fashion, Megan? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely not. I think that people still, I mean, especially on a, a, a business-to-business, email marketing has seen a rise. Um, but communication on email, there is still a place for it. It's, it's not dying anytime soon. Because my experience is sending an email gets ignored and a WhatsApp is answered almost immediately. It depends on the privacy settings, I guess, on the person you're sending it to. <laughs> is that uh, WhatsApp privacy, privacy yes, settings? The, the, the blue ticks that right. everyone, uh, you, you, which you can change. You can stalk. Um, yeah. Look, it's all about instant gratification. So I think as, as, as a society, we've changed. So we have these tools. We want instant answers. Whereas email, you know, if you, if you sent an email in the morning, as long as you reply within a few hours, it's, it's acceptable. But there are tools that we can track emails that are sent in bulk fashion. So we can see who's opened, who's engaged, who's clicked on them. Um, but it all depends on the context. I think it's all about the context of the, and the relevance of the messages, which is w- what's going to get you a, a response. So, so kind of looking at Megan's response when I said our emails out of fashion, um, are there times, is it inappropriate to WhatsApp a business colleague? I don't think that it is. But again, I think it's the message. If I'm going to send a long WhatsApp to a business colleague and ask them, you know, a, a couple of questions on a project that we're doing, it's, it's very invasive, especially if you're going to be doing that after hours. Um, then I would say that, you know, you should put that all in an email. But if it's a quick something for, a, you know, I, I do it a lot where I will send an email and then I'll WhatsApp the person to let them know that I've just sent them an email and it's urgent if they could look at it for me. Um, that's still very appropriate. So email is still the formal accepted way of communication. Definitely. 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 And that's not going out? No. no. Okay, so then let's let's look at. We all know how to communicate via email. Do we all know how to accumulate uh, communicate via WhatsApp and uh, Facebook and other forms of social media? Are there rules governing it? I think that we all know the basics of it, but I do think that people and messages get into the wrong hands, and you do it the wrong way. So exactly what we were saying. There are some people that will send a WhatsApp for a business message where it's this long thing with 20 questions and, you know, now you must sit on your phone and try to type everything out. There are those people that do that. Um, there are people that will WhatsApp you at the wrong hour of night or, you know, they'll get upset if they do exactly what Mark was saying. They'll see the two blue ticks and you haven't responded and now they start getting irritated with you. Um, it goes the other way where somebody will WhatsApp you and you don't respond and you just forget about it. Um, so I do think that there are the basics that people should follow, especially when it comes to WhatsApp groups. 
And I think that's where a lot of the contention lies. I will say to a group of, you know, a client and the team, I'm going to add you to a WhatsApp group. And they all immediately roll their eyes and go, oh, no, not another group. Yeah. Um, I think it's that's where people don't follow the rules. And that's where we should be following the rules. I have noticed. And, and there are so many different kinds of WhatsApp groups. You know, you start talking to people. There's the mummies one. And then there's a jogging mm. one. And then there's the work one. And then there's the, <laughs> the, the, the everything and, one. And then the, the spam one, you know, where you, the, the laughing jokes kind of, that aren't really funny and often I inappropriate ones um what happens when you do get something that is a little bit icky on a whatsapp group i think it depends on the group and the people in the group and i think that that's what people always need to be aware of is who are you talking to and where's that message coming from um the groups that i've seen be successful are the groups where there is a strong admin behind it and people are making sure that that icky stuff isn't coming across um I've seen a lot where somebody will send an inappropriate message and the community's jumped on board and said, you know, this is wrong and that person's been kicked off. That person's no longer getting the message that you want though. So how are you now going to communicate with them if That's he's right. been kicked off for a mistake or for misunderstanding the dynamics of a group? And then how do you communicate to the person? I think <laughs> you would have deserve to, to be kicked <laughs> off and be missing out. So there are there there are companies and there are resident associations where there is more than one form of communication. So if somebody isn't on a WhatsApp group, they may be on the Facebook page or they may be subscribed to your newsletter. And I think that that's always important to make sure that there are different means of communication. That it's not just one thing. And if somebody unsubscribes from it, well, they're not mm. going to get anything. So at least there's that vital message is still getting across. When we look at these WhatsApp groups, I am noticing that admin has more and more power. Definitely. Well, there's different there's different types of groups. Right. So there the groups where there's engagement, where anyone can can respond, and then there are groups where it's broadcast. So if it's from a brand um, or from an organisation, only the organisation would get the replies. Which it, it all depends on what the purpose of the group is. And I think that's where things get lost. It's where there is no purpose. So if you understand what the purpose is and you set it up in the correct fashion. Uh, WhatsApp business is launching soon, which is going to re- revolutionize things. Um, they're monetizing it, so there's going to be a whole bunch of amazing features for brands or organizations. Um, I think ultimately as a, as a user or on, an, on a group, if, if you don't want to be part of it, you can leave. Um, but there is etiquette in terms of the way conversations need to be held. Uh, tone gets lost in email, gets lost in text messages and WhatsApps. We know that. Um, if you're not prepared to say or send something, you know, in person, then, then you're certainly not going to send it via a group. And mistakes happen. And those messages can be deleted, which I think a lot of people have forgotten about. Yeah, so um, I know that Megan and I are going to have a chat later in the year on just mistakes that we have made. Um, we have to take a break now, but after the break, I'd like to learn a little bit more on ensuring your message is effectively communicated. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm talking to Mark Stecker and Megan Tayak, who are from Firewater, a digital marketing and PR specialist company. And we're talking about effectively getting messages across. And um, Megan, you were saying that, um, well, I think it was actually Mark, that the tone, you can't tell a tone from a WhatsApp or a text message. Or an email. Or an email. Yeah. Okay. And, and we don't 
use telephones at all anymore. That's completely <laughs> We do that to follow up on emails, I guess. <laughs> so would you recommend, is it better to leave voice messages? Is that a better way of communicating to ensure your tone is? Um, yeah, look, voice notes are massive. Um, I think uh, society's changed in WhatsApp and, you know, all the platforms allow for voice messages. So there your tone can't really be misconstrued. Um, but I think ultimately it's about the strategy. So you need to look at what are you trying to say to whom and for what. Um, and if you keep it simple then and unemotional in most cases, it should be fine. If it's a social group, it doesn't matter. You know, anything you're going to say is going to be misconstrued anyway. Um, but if it's, you know, if it's, I know those WhatsApp groups you're on. <laughs> yes. If it's, uh, I mean, if, if it's a business group or a community group, you, you have to, you have to bear in mind why you're on the group and what, what its purpose is. And once you've got that, then there actually shouldn't be any emotional attachment to it. Um, and some conversations need to be taken offline or, you know, in person or on a phone call, I guess. Um, in terms of tone, you know, as when we work with businesses, we often set up what's called a, a tone of voice. Um, and that tone of voice document governs all the communication that we actually create or so content that we would create or the way the business would uh, communicate with its customers. So I think with any community, it's exactly the same. If one of those is, is defined up front, you can use that as kind of your template to, you know, how, how you communicate. It still doesn't change tone. Um, you know, it's, it's something completely subjective. And would the same apply for Facebook? Yes. So it, it doesn't matter actually what the forum you're sending yes. your message out. It's the rules that govern those messages. And it doesn't really matter whether you're a rabbi sending out messages to your shul community or a businessman. Yeah. Well, you, you want to, you want to flavor it with your personality. Right. So, you know, as a, as a, a leader in a community, you've got a certain personality, you've got a brand, and a brand's also got a personality. So you need to carry that all through, and that's, that does come into, you know, your tone of voice. Um, but it's completely subjective. I think people also forget that emojis have saved us so much when it comes to those <laughs> sorts of things, and it sounds so silly, but it really does make a difference, where you could say something and you put a little smiley face or a laughing face or something, and all of a sudden... The person receiving that message now knows, oh, she was joking. Um, she wasn't being vindictive or hurtful or, you know, it was a joke. I think that that saved a lot of fights. I, you know, I'm so pleased you brought up emojis, uh, Megan, because initially I was scared of them. And now I realize I don't actually have to say anything. I can just send an entire message. You can have an entire conversation yes. through smiley faces. Yes. But they've evolved. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you can get it wrong also. You can yeah. accidentally send the wrong message with a, because Absolutely. the emojis don't come with a little caption for all of us to understand. <laughs> and they mean, they mean different things to different people. So they actually have evolved over time. Can I ask you specifically about the little monkey? Yeah. Is it a little monkey? <laughs> you know, the little monkey, yes, because that's probably the favorite one. And then suddenly... You think, oh my goodness, can that be misconstrued as something that it's not? We, we hypersensitive, so it can. Yes, <laughs> context. What yeah. message is going with the little monkey? Um, I use it when I've made a mistake and I'll mm. sort of, you know, mm. it's people can't see me and I'm busy putting my hands over my eyes, but you know, I'll use it in that context to be like, oh my gosh, I've just made a mistake. Um, I guess if you use it with the wrong message, absolutely anything can. Yeah, that, that is true. Anything can be misconstrued. Yeah, but it's the context. It's all about the message and what you're saying. Um, in terms of um, communicating effectively, right, we've got so little characters, and I'm talking now thinking of Twitter, okay? Yeah. 
I think somebody said the only time Twitter is important is if you make a mistake. Yeah. Is that correct? No, it's a great communication platform to get messages out quickly. Um, huh? But, yes. Carry on. Um, it, it, look, it's, it, the uptake in, in South Africa initially was because of, uh, you know, everyone is, is very bandwidth conscious or data conscious. So it was, you know, fewer characters get the message out quickly. Um, but things have evolved into a lot more visual platforms like Instagram, you know, video content. We, we don't want to read anymore. We just want things played for us. So it's completely evolved, but Twitter is still very relevant. Uh, it's got its segments where it's, uh, it's very popular and, and, uh, works really well. Um, and then the other places where, you know, if it's more visual, it's got to, it's got to live on a more visual platform like an Instagram. So is Instagram overtaking Twitter? It has. It has. It has. So do you think Twitter will become eventually irrelevant? It's debatable because in, in, in Africa, it's actually extremely popular and extremely successful. It still is, and it's going stronger and stronger. But uh, I think in time it will evolve. There will probably be one, uh, one or many other different platforms. It just depends what type of messages we're going to be sending out. Um, I think WhatsApp has, has transformed a lot of things with voice notes. You know, it's, those things have always existed on any of the devices, but no one was using them. Um, WhatsApp's revolutionized it. You know, uh, you know how irritating it is when somebody leaves a message on your phone, right? Yeah. It's so irritating, <laughs> and if people have stopped doing it, actually, because you're told not to. Please do not leave a message. <laughs> Rather, send a WhatsApp, right? So, a message on a phone is irritating, but a WhatsApp voice message is really, really cool. Why is that? Because it's live. It's uh, it's instant gratification again. Uh, you know, voicemail is it's offline and saying, please call me back. It's never, here's your message, and then we can respond back with a message. Mm. So with a voice note, it's followed by another voice note or a message or a monkey emoji. <laughs> it's also a lot more clear. It's, I know when people leave voice messages and then you've got to leave the number and you've got a assistant write down the number <laughs> and who's now calling and what did they say their name was <gasps> and which company were they from. Whereas with WhatsApp, I know, and I can simply respond straight away. It's not this... I've got to, when I get my voice notes, I've actually got it ready. So I'll sit there with my pen and paper and like, okay, I'm ready to now listen to this message. It's a conversation. It's, it's not a message. Yeah. It's, so is yeah. there a tendency? Because I know I also fall into, do you know if somebody whispers and you whisper back, but you don't really know why you're whispering. Um, when you, um, <laughs> when you get a voice message, you tend to voice message back. Whereas if you get a text, you get a text message back. Is there an etiquette involved with that? It depends what, what, Sort of context, I guess. Um, you know, if it's in a personal, personal sort of, uh, context, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, there's some people just pick up the phone and start phoning you because eventually they get irritated. Um, but if it's in a business sort of environment, I think then it is acceptable to kind of respond in either or. So you can choose, you know, you know, because yeah. obviously some, look, I think young people have developed, um, evolved different thumbs to what maybe our generation <laughs> has because they seem to hang up quick on, um, their, their phones and their digital stuff. Whereas for me, it would be quicker to leave a, a message than to type, to leave a voice message than to type. They've actually adopted, the, the younger guys have actually adopted uh, voice notes a lot greater than, than the older generation. Really? Yes. So they're um, actually talking to each other once again? Yeah. Well, it's That's fantastic. In, in broken <laughs> segments. Um, but you also have things which, which have changed like um, voice search. So I've seen that a lot with my kids, for example. So they, they'll use YouTube and, and to look things up, they'll use the voice search. It's, it's Sarah, Siri, what's her name? Siri. Well, it's, it's integrated into it, yeah. I mean, and Siri is one of those. 
I mean, just can somebody explain, Megan, so we, very quickly, Siri, how does she work? <laughs> I'm not sure. Mom's going to have to tell me. <laughs> Who is Siri? <laughs> She's lovely. We adore Siri. <laughs> Who is she? Um, so Siri is, I mean, it's a tool that, that, that lives on the phone that basically transforms, uh, you know, traditional search into voice search. So it, it translates what you're trying to look up and, and it searches the, the device. Um, it's integrated. I mean, there's, there's so many different, different platforms like that. There's Alexa. Um, which is uh, on Amazon's platform. It's some amazing, amazing uh, tools. And it just makes it that much easier to, to search for whatever you need. So I know that the next time um, Megan is back in the studio, at least Megan and possibly Mark and some of your other colleagues, we're going to look at the different forms of mm. communication. And then I know also, Megan, we are scheduled to talk about WhatsApp whoopses. Yes. That um, you and I can, you know, commiserate <laughs> and then take it uh, after I've after got a that. few more stories <laughs> since we decided to do that. So we'll um, have some fun. Yeah. After we've commiserated, we'll look at specific ways to make amends and ensure not only that it doesn't happen again, but uh, damage control. Definitely. I think that's something we all need. Definitely. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me, and we'll continue this conversation in a different form in a month's time. Definitely. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much.